Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Rouge Rugby Podcast, focusing on real Canadian rugby. I'm Hugh Hardy, joined as always by Derek Brissett. Derek, it's been a bit of a quiet week. Obviously the uh, Arrows had their first preseason game of the year, yeah. taking place in Michigan against the, what is that, Rugby New York Ironworkers. Um, and you know we got some information of that on uh, social media. Um, there's been some sevens action as well, but uh, it's been all quiet on the Canadian front this uh, this weekend. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it has been. Um, yeah, obviously we got the we, well, we got the arrows preseason game to get to, and then a little bit of seven stuff as well. No new Canadian signings in MLR. Um, yeah, man, uh, I like to take some a second to like apologize for how late the episode was last week um that's kind of my car broke down during the snowstorm so that rode off one night really annoyingly um and then uh my laptop had a whole bunch of issues with it when i was trying to do the rest of it so that Corey thomas episode as fun as that was that was super delayed so apologies for that um and uh hopefully it won't happen again and this will all go so much smoother Just putting that out it's gonna go flawlessly, effortlessly, perfect podcast episode about to commence, and on time, hopefully as well. He says this as he'll be listening to that clip multiple times during editing when uh, the inevitable uh, error messages come up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. exactly. Hopefully, yes, we will not yeah. have any uh, any cars breaking down or any laptops deciding to install Skynet on them. And we yeah, yeah I, I think that's I think that is the issue. It's got Skynet. It's got um, like Ultron's on there now. Yeah. Um, it's got every every evil um AI that's ever been thought of. I think is inhabiting my laptop at the moment. So, um, so yeah. Um, you just uh, yeah. I'll I'm, I'll, I'll be happy if this just <laughs> gets out at this point. All right. Well, we're gonna dive into it and. As I said, the uh, preseason fixture um, taking place. Obviously, it's very difficult to have preseason fixtures in uh, Toronto, especially with the weather that we've been having. And so we yeah. went to the tropical climate of Detroit. Yeah, Detroit, Michigan. You know, that's it's the uh, it's a summer state of uh, America. That's what I was told. And why would I have any reason to say? We've uh, reached out to the Toronto Arrows, but obviously, you know, there's a few secrets we have to keep under wraps just to be absolutely certain. Um, but yeah, so this uh, event took place in Michigan. Obviously, it's um, there's not a real reason that's been given, but I think it's, you know, helping the MLR get out there. And, you know, anything that the Arrows can do to get more fans to come to games. You know, Detroit isn't that far away from Toronto compared to, you know, other American cities. And, you know, if we can get that Detroit population and Michigan population to root for the Arrows instead of uh, Chicago and Illinois, then I think you've okay. uh, got to win. There is that. absolutely no way anybody from Detroit is cheering for a team in Chicago. Just True. like principle. There True, but no you have to give that, them an option. We don't have to worry about that. You have to no. give them an option, though. It's just that, just because they say, I'm not going to... No. Uh, cheer for Chicago doesn't mean I'm yeah. going to cheer for Toronto. No, no, That's I what point. I mean. We, we, we do not have to worry about fan, people in Detroit cheering for any team in Chicago ever. Yeah. So I think the arrow that's probably the arrow's territory because there's no point in that being Chicago territory. So what's been going on in this preseason fixture? Because, you know, there was 
um, you know, try score. There were scrummages happened, but it wasn't there wasn't like a you know uh, up to date of what the score is as like the match progressed. Unfortunately, the location that was there had a relatively low ceiling, which you know it's an indoor venue, of course. It's probably going to have a much lower ceiling than uh, so. All those box kicks aren't really going to have as much effect as they would on an open field, but you make do with what you can. Um, and as a result, it was more of a controlled scrimmage rather than a traditional preseason friendly. You know, both teams they're trying to get all the players they've got to get like a little bit of game time. So he was saying there was like rolling substitutions, basically changes every twenty minutes and. So you, you know when the standard water break is, basically half the team would come off and half the team come back on and, you know, mix it up. It's not really – I know when we uh, spoke to Corey about this uh, last week, he's like, oh, yeah, just, uh, you know, a win's a win's a win's a win. And everyone wants to get a win. But it's, uh, you know, it's hard to say and hard to control when, you know, you got a lot of fresh faces on both sides and you're just trying to see how things go. So both sides had close to full squads. The players were coming in and out pretty regularly. So, yeah, uh, very balanced game, full of great intensity. Most onlookers would have probably agreed that Toronto was a stronger side in the first half and New York in the second half. So, you know, evenly balanced and things like that. And they did say because of the low ceiling that um, any time that the uh, ball was kicked up and did hit the ceiling, that just meant an attacking scrum in its place. So, you know, a lot of work for the forwards to... Uh, capitalize on and you know get things uh nailed down before the season proper hits but uh you know it it is it does seem to be the nature of the beast it does seem to be you take what you get and you get what you can and you make the most of what's available so for that reason because of the low ceiling because of the rolling substitutions it felt more like a scrimmage which to be honest is something that toronto and new york have a history of when they would have games in uh, buffalo so it does sound reasonable to you know continue this kind of trend you know maybe when global warming hits toronto specifically at lamport stadium and makes it 30 degrees celsius in the middle of uh, january and february then you know we'll probably get a home season uh that home uh, preseason fixture but uh, until then unfortunately it's going to be these kind of things in the, a home game in the first half of the season yeah can you imagine um, but yeah, um, so from the information we've got and from like the footage that we've seen, uh, you know, it was a lot of the images you're seeing like multiple different kits uh, for the arrows. <laughs> yeah. So a few, a few uh, academy teams, a few uh, jerseys from last season or from 2021. Uh, did anything really stand out to you at all, Derek? Well, th- that one clip, Kieran Breen's try was nice. Um, uh, hopefully. They keep that up, and it looks like they uh, they use the mall as a uh, the platform for a nice little set piece play. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's not really much to add to what you said, Stu. I mean, obviously, unless you made the trip to De- uh, to Detroit, or it wasn't actually in Detroit, right? It was in some. Yeah, it was just out of Detroit. Detroit, but it's one of the things of like it's like we're but... gonna call it Detroit because we're not gonna uh, we did, we yeah. won't bother to look at a map. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's not there's not much else to really add to it, um, just because, yeah, like we didn't see the game and uh, um, I think I think I we did mess I we did talk about this on the podcast last year 
I think preseason is still an area that the MLR can in general like improve on. Because I, I think I think these are games and stuff that like people would be interested in watching in some capacity. And um I believe the argument that we made last year as well was like it's high performance sport and mm-hmm. we know you're filming it. So just like it doesn't have to be live, but like put it on YouTube or something after. I think yeah. I think it uh I think fans across the league would be interested in seeing stuff like this if you know two teams are, even if it is um a controlled scrimmage vibe to it instead of um instead of like a prop maybe like a proper game. Um I think it's definitely still stuff that uh fans would be interested in seeing and um and that goes for like um you know, across the MLR, like um, hope, hopefully a couple of these preseason games are made available um, over the next couple of weeks here as uh, we look to build up towards to, to the season. Um, obviously, Toronto's got one more preseason game with Old Glory. That's in two weeks time. I believe Old Glory plays New York next week um, as well. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to go a couple of teams working out a little bit of different preseason styles and way they kind of go about that but um yeah like i think it's um like I, we'll we'll see what how uh the rest of the preseason shakes out over the next couple weeks and um yeah uh i mean sounds like the game went pretty well um seems like seems like the arrows are happy with uh with how it went anyways uh seems like new york might be happy with how it went too so hopefully both teams got the most out of that game and out of that trip and Hopefully it was entertaining for anybody, any fans that uh, did make the trip down there. Yeah, well, at least if uh, you're fans of uh, the Arrows or the Iron Workers or just rugby fans in Detroit, that you were able to actually go to a preseason game because unfortunately the other preseason game that was supposed to happen the last weekend between uh, Houston and NOLA had to be cancelled. And this is because NOLA suffered a outbreak of COVID-19 within the team and therefore decided not to travel. This is also a reminder to everyone out there, COVID is still a thing. Make sure you are uh, keep, keep washing your hands. Um, you know, in cold weather such as this, still wearing a mask where required. Um, now, it wasn't all completely lost because uh, Houston announced that uh, prior to the um, fixture uh, date is that due to team illness, Nola Gold will not be available for Saturday's preseason game. But instead, they had an open practice and a kids rugby clinic on the Saturday instead with free entry and free parking. So, again, making the most of a bad situation. So, yeah. it's... Uh, Fortunately, worked out uh, for them. But yeah, remember, well, guys, COVID-19, still a thing, still kicking around. So yeah, please, please. Hopefully, uh, everybody on, hopefully everyone on the NOLA Gold is going to be healthy and ready to go for the, uh, the season to start as well. Yeah. So we do have some preseason fixtures coming up this coming weekend. Uh, so as mentioned, uh, the Rugby New York Ironworkers will be taking on Old Glory D.C., uh, Nola Gold, hopefully they'll be recovered by this point, will be heading down to Dallas to take on the Jackals and Utah will be hosting Rugby ATL and on the Sunday we have the Seattle Seawolves playing the American Raptors 
you know, a bit of a, you know, cross-league preseason between um, the Seattle uh, Seawolves of MLR and the American Raptors of Super Rugby America. So, I don't know, I think that'll be a good game if there's going to be any uh, uh, reports on that or any highlights that are available to watch. I'd be interested to see uh, who comes out on top in that. Those are the fixtures that are coming up uh, of the preseason. As I said, still more to come as we count down to the start of MLR 2023. Now we're going to take a brief trip uh, to the other side of the world, uh, or the other side of the Pacific, I should say, as uh, Sydney hosted uh, their round of the World 7 series. So, you know what? I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. It has not been a great season for Canada so far. Uh, For the men... Uh, it's been pretty bad for the past uh, three tournaments in a row. They've at least finished uh, 14th. But uh, today they finished uh, 15th. So they lost the uh, 13th place semifinals. And when you lose that, you don't have a match to determine if you finish uh, 16th or 15th. You're just both told you're the bottom. Don't worry about it. Hit the showers and prepare again for like the next tournament but uh to put it in the current uh world rankings or the rugby seven standings i should say um canada men's have uh, uh, got seven points from hong kong and two points from dubai two points from cape town two points from hamilton one point from sydney that puts them uh sort of 14 points um to put that in contrast uh tonga who is not a core team like canada um, only appeared at the Hamilton and Sydney sevens, and they have amassed 12 points. So in two tournaments, they have nearly matched what the Canadian men's sevens team have been able to do. So, yeah, it's not looking great. And, of course, we have mentioned previously that the World Seven Series will be changing from next season. So at the moment, Canada are ranked 14th in the standings. And that means they are in the uh, relegation four-team playoff competition. Pardon? Three-team playoff. Oh, it's it's, uh, three teams from the uh, men's sevens competition and the challenge series uh, winner of 2023 will be in that four-team playoff to determine who Uh. is the 12th spot next year. Um, so currently they'd be up against uh, Kenya and Spain. Uh, Spain is currently on 18 points, so four points ahead, and Kenya is on 21, and they are seven points ahead. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, not looking great at the moment. Now, they still have time to turn things around. Obviously, it's going to be, uh, I believe, a month until their next leg of the World yeah. 7 Series. But they, if 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 they are going to turn it around, they need to turn it around pretty soon because, yeah, it's uh, not looking good. Not a ton of time left. No. Uh, for now, a bit of a better fortunes on the women's side. Again, not great. They have we are now um, past the halfway mark of the women's seven series, which is um, seven locations at the moment. So, uh, in Sydney, they finish ninth again. Not great. It's still the lower half of the um, competition, but they have four points from Dubai, six 
six points from Cape Town, two points from Hamilton, four points from Sydney. That currently places them 16th. They are only one point behind Spain and five points behind Japan, who are in eighth. And then there's uh, then it's Britain, who are in sixth, but they are 30... Sorry, Britain, who are in seventh, but they are 36 points ahead and tied with Fiji at the moment. So I don't see them catching up anytime soon. Of course, it's uh, basically the uh, uh, Blackburn Sevens who are doing the business at the moment, having won the last three tournaments uh, in a row, and only Australia winning the other one, with New Zealand finishing silver in that. So uh, it's uh, not looking good. However, there isn't any um, risk for the Canadian women's Sevens at the moment compared to the men's. So um, obviously, both need to do better uh, if they want to help secure the position. But obviously, you know, it, it helps to support a team that's winning, I feel. Um, Derek, did you were you able to catch any of the action this past weekend? Uh, unfortunately not. Um, I'll uh, have to hit the CBC app and uh, get caught up on everything. Yeah. Well, I watched a couple of the men's highlights and then after a point, you just you just have to stop because it's... It's not fun watching your team lose continuously. It's especially uh, they had a game against Argentina and they were doing really well, and then uh, the Pumas just got two scores right at the end, and it was just like, oh, you know, it's another loss. It's another, yeah. it's another depressing moment in uh, Canadian men's sevens. But it is what it is. I mean, as as been said. Uh, so far, we know that there's only going to be seven stages of the World Sevens next year uh, going forward. Um, there's no confirmation of what those locations are going to be, although it has been revealed that Hamilton will not be one of those locations. Yeah. So, you know, there's still the hope that Vancouver sticks around. Uh, obviously, this is the first time that Vancouver is becoming a doubleheader with uh, the women's event joining at... Uh, BC place, but you know, it obviously helps to strengthen your position if you know your team's doing really well. So yeah, I, there's not really much else to say about that. Uh so yeah. uh but yeah, the next um the next stage of the sevens tournament will be in Los Angeles for the men and in the aforementioned Vancouver Sevens for the women. So about a month to you know, sort themselves out and uh, hopefully be getting uh, better results, especially in front of home crowds or as close to home crowds as you can get in Los Angeles. All right. So, you know, we've gone from preseason MLR to the current seven series, but the big tournament that is coming back is, of course, the Six Nations. And, you know, there's been a lot of change since the Autumn Internationals, uh, Eddie Jones is out, Wayne Pivak is out, Warren Gatland is back, Steve Rothick has come in, there's been, you know, um, falling out in the uh, French Rugby Union as well with relations to hosting the World Cup, uh, injuries left, right and centre, injuries currently ongoing if you're following any of the uh, team's uh, social media pages of, mm-hmm. I think it's like England, of any time they announce uh Something, the next post is always, oh, this person's injured and has to be withdrawn, and here's someone else that's coming into the team. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, look, it's going to be an interesting tournament, to say the least. 
Um, we're starting off with Wales hosting Ireland, and it's going to be the Calcutta Cup match afterwards between England and Scotland. Uh, Derek, do you have any predictions for this year's Six Nations? I, I, do you mean like just the first round or uh, the, the the whole thing as a or the tournament as a whole? Yeah, you know, uh, first round overall and uh, something out of left field. Um. All right. Well, I'll say. Ireland's going to beat Wales first mm-hmm. round. Um, England's going to beat Scotland. France will beat Italy. And then I'm going to say, uh, let's go with, I'm going to say England <laughs> wins the Six Nations. Okay. Which will be my both mix of bold ones. But then. I think I think England's going to win the Six Nations, but they're not going to do very well at the World Cup. Okay, that's uh, interesting. And, you know, stretching out to uh, yeah, stretching the World out. Cup itself. I mean... France, France, <laughs> France might win the World Cup. I know that's not exactly bold, given how they're playing, yeah. but I think France might win the World Cup. If I want to go... Right. I'm going to say that... Wales beat Ireland. Oh, what a shock. Two. What a yeah, shock. What a shock. The Welshman supports yeah. Wales. Um, but it's only going to be like a narrow win. Like they're going to make Ireland concede a penalty in the 78th minute, and yeah. that's the penalty it's, that wins. It's the game. Wales. They'll find a way to disappoint you. Yeah, I know. Um, I think Scotland are going to retain the Calcutta Cup. Um, I think France. I think Italy are going to run the gauntlet with France. I think it's going to be a very close affair between the Azzurri and Le Bleu. No, but I do see France coming out on top. Yeah. Um. Bold prediction. I think Ireland are going to win the Six Nations. Oh, and and out of left field, I think that Wales are going to win at least two games. This tournament. Who, who call your shot? Who's uh? Who are they going to be? Who's the? I team? think it's going again. They're going to shock Ireland because Ireland are going to be expecting Wayne Pivak style rugby instead of Warren Gatlin style rugby. Sure. And probably Scotland. Probably Scotland. Yeah. So you're saying so. So just to be clear, you're calling Italy beating Wales. I can see Italy beating Wales because they're playing in Italy this time around. Mm, so that's true. Yeah. And also I think injuries will come into effect. There there's already been a number of injuries to the squad already. So they'll be doing like a few s- switches because love- they'll be preparing for uh France, which they'll probably lose anyway. So I love, I love Welsh rugby fans. They're like, yeah, we're gonna beat Ireland, but then we're gonna lose to Italy. Which that's just sums up Welsh rugby, really. Yeah, pretty much. When you've been here long enough, you just uh, oh. just you learn, to, you learn to accept the pessimism. I can't wait in every situation. I can't wait for all of them to get their ass kicked by South Africa, who's the true champion of that continent, anyways. So Scotland. Yeah, I guess. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that's actually what should happen. If yeah. South Africa can compete in the URC. That should be like the final of the, like there should be an extra week of the Six Nations where yeah. it's whoever's the Six Nation champion has to play South Africa 
And if they lose, they don't get to claim the Six Nation title because they're not nah. the best team in Europe because we're using rugby geography now and South Africa is a part of Europe. Well, you can go on the limit of saying that uh, South Africa are the defending world champions. So they, they can are. win the Six Nations, but if they can't beat South Africa, then they can never become world champions. Well, like, well, South Africa's got to defend their title at the World Cup. Yeah. But, but, but this is like outside of the World Cup. Yeah. So it's like, if you can't should, beat should us, is that, if you can't beat us in a tournament in a match that doesn't yeah. matter, then you For, can't beat us at okay. all. Should we forget about Georgia and say it like whoever loot finishes sixth this year gets relegated and replaced by South Africa? And then mm, I just want to see South no. Africa go on like an eight-year run of like destroying the six nations. I'd say they fine. can do that, but they have to withdraw from the rugby championship. That's fine. Rugby champ we can uh who can we send to the rugby championship? Japan. Um, no, I was going to say based on uh, um, on uh, rugby geography, Canada, we can go. Yeah. We got nothing, we got nothing going on. Yeah, we got year. nothing else. Yeah. yeah, we got nothing going on this year. Let's go. We can go play. Um, yeah, let's go. Yeah, Canada. Who'd you say? Japan. Yeah, all the yeah. Red, all the red and white nations united. Any well, anyway, those are our predictions of the Six Nations, and I guess. Yeah. Uh, part of the World Cup as well. But if you're looking to watch any rugby this weekend, then you can catch the Six Nations where they will be available on DAZN. So DAZN is showing it in Canada. And yeah, with that monthly subscription, you'll be able to get all the Six Nations. And as I just discovered, um, 15 of the Rugby World Cup warm-up fixtures that will be happening this summer. So, you know, definitely worth keeping that subscription around for uh, the rest of the season. But anyway, I think we are going to end it there. You know, a very short episode. Obviously, we're hoping that we'll have uh, more to discuss next time. But if you want to pay attention to our social media pages to find out all that information that we, as soon as we get it, we'll pass it on to you. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at La Rouge Rugby. If you like listening to this podcast and would like to listen to more episodes, you can do so on Spotify, Anchor FM, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to uh, join our and subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we have footage of all our recordings, as well as some um, offhand interviews with uh, players and coaches, you can do so. Again, that'll be at YouTube at La Rouge Rugby. Derek, where can the fine people find you on social media? Um, at Brissette the Jet across all social media platforms. And you can find me across all social media at Hardman, spelled H4RDMAN. Well, Derek, thank you again for joining me for this uh, short episode of the Rouge Rugby Podcast. And thank you all for joining us as we talk about, well, mainly Six Nations and Sevens, but also some real Canadian rugby. We hope you can join us again next time. <laughs>